Hey everyone, you tuned in to the Lead Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing, brought to you by Omega Title, Marketplace Home Mortgage, and MVP Realty. Come on, let's go. Welcome everyone to the Lead Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing. I am Anthony Bermudez, your host, and once again, I'm here with my tag team partner or the main event, Derek Carlson. Hey, Anthony. It's great <laughs> to be back. I love doing these. The feedback's been tremendous. I was looking at some of the uh, statistics. Hello, Germany. Right. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could say hello to Germany. Oh, uh, I want to say uh, Canada. Is yeah, yeah. We got, uh, we got all kinds of listeners. Ten countries. Uh, yep. Ten countries right now. Um, Realtors throughout the world have been dialing into the podcast, so thank you very much for the emails, uh, the inbox on Facebook, and so forth. Uh, this is just the beginning. Yeah, it is, and the, the cool thing about it is that a lot of people are getting a lot of valuable information Absolutely. from you, and I think one of the things that you're going to talk about today, which I think this is part of the common trend, and it seems like it's changed a bit, but it's Google Ads and pay-per-click. Yeah, yes. Uh, PPC, Google, PPC. formerly known as Google AdWords, okay. uh, they... they Changed the name recently to Google Ads. And, ba and, and what it is, is this is the way uh, Google makes money, but it's also the number one way that business owners can really tap into online marketing. You ready? Yeah. Let's All do right. It. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So Google AdWords. Uh, Google Ads. I'm sorry. They changed the name. Hey. <laughs> it takes uh, some time. Oh, the boy. Oh, oh, boy. Well, the, the thing I want to remind everybody before we get started on Google Ads, right? is that you've got to understand to be successful in our real estate industry, you must understand that we're not realtors. Um, I, I know that's going to be shocking to many of you that are listen, listening to this podcast, but you got to understand first and foremost that we must become marketing experts. This is how your buyers will find you. This is why your sellers will hire you. And here's the deal, and I've said it many times in the past, um, I, we've got to, we've got to struggle in our industry. We have a high failure rate in the real estate industry and let's face it. It's not because those realtors have too much business. It's because they don't have business. It's because somebody didn't show them the way it's because they were giving their broker too much of the commission split. It's many reasons, but at the end of the day, you got to realize there's three ways as a realtor that you can generate business. Number one, you could buy leads. You can go to Zillow, Commissions, Inc., Boomtown, Real Geeks, Realtor.com, Trulia. You could buy leads and buy your way into this industry, and the return on investment is huge. Number two, you could join a team and have the team leader provide all of those leads. And at the end of the day, you're going to have, you're gonna have to give them a little split, a little commission split on everything that you do. The third way that I like, and we're going to go over it again in the world of Google ads, is DIY, do it yourself, generate your own leads. Why? My favorite quote, give a man a fish, a feed him for a day, teach a man to fish, a feed him for the rest of their lives. Here's the problem. Most people, they learn how to fish, but they don't know what pond to fish in. I'm here to tell you that the biggest pond that we're going to ever see in the real estate industry right now until it changes, right. is Google Ads. So that's why we're going to be going over this right now. Um, we've got to have a major conversation about Google Ads. I'm going to give you some tips, some strategies so you can break through uh, and get into this amazing platform and so forth. So with that said, Google Ads, the first thing you're going to realize is that it's new, world, new school marketing. Okay, 
don't get me wrong. You can go out there and door knock. You can send postcards, right? You can go and pass out your business cards at the local grocery store, Publix, right? Yep. And you could probably generate business. However, that doesn't make it right, right? Because let's face it, we only have 24 hours in a day. And how you utilize that 24 hours is going to really make a difference on, on how much you can potentially grow your business. Fact, Google Ads is the number one lead generation source for realtors who sell 36 homes or more, more per year. Wow. Okay, wow. that's about a home a week. Yeah. It's, it's not the second source. It's the number one source. And in fact, a lot of the companies that sell you leads, all they do is uh, put all their traffic through Google Ads, okay, uh, through the pay-per-click process. Now, before we get started, I always like, you know, I don't just like telling you, hey, um, I want you to go look in this direction, take a look at Google Ads. What I want you to do and what I want to do is share with you some st- statistics when it comes to Google Ads. Pay-per-click traffic converts 50% higher than organic traffic. Okay. It converts 50% higher than organic traffic. 36% of searches have local intent. What's more local than real estate? We're not selling tennis balls here or or, uh, K-Swiss sneakers, right? Right. We're selling real estate. It doesn't get any more local than that. 66% of buyer intent keywords are paid clicks. There's an average of a 200% return on investment for all paid advertising. Cha-ching. Yeah. Okay. 65% of customers click on ads when purchasing. Pay-per-click ads can boost brand awareness by 80%. 73% of marketers will increase their ad spend in 2018. Because why? It, it's not that you don't increase your ad spend when things are not working. Right. It's because it's working. It's working. Okay. And finally, 53%, and this is going to increase more and more, of all pay-per-click and paid clicks are from mobile devices. Wow. Now, we talk, let's talk about that pond on Google Ads, and then I'm going to give you some real strategies, okay? First of all, you got to understand, similar to Facebook ads, we're talking about a pond of over 2 billion users. Literally a third of the planet uses Google.com, a third of our planet. So we're talking 2 billion, Okay. In fact, 1.2 million businesses are already advertising on Google Ads. And I always like asking this question, where are you? I don't see your ads. What's part, what part of the 2 billion do you not understand or the 1.2 million of other your comp- competitors and other businesses yeah. have already dialed in to the number one lead generation source? Where are you? This isn't the new kid on the block. This has been around for a very, very long time. Okay. of Google's total revenue comes from advertising. We're talking about a gazillion dollar company that are getting paid. And let's face it, they wouldn't be making this money if this didn't work. Of course. Okay. Now, why does it work? Google.com controls 44% of all the search engine in this country. Wow. Okay. In the world, actually. I'll give you an example. Wow. Uh, Facebook search makes up 3.1%. Yahoo makes up 12%. Okay. Now, we also talked that for every dollar you spend on average, you make two. In the And I'll share this with you, but in the world of real estate, for every dollar you spend, you can make up to 15. 
The return on the investment 15 to one. Is, is ridiculous because why? Some of our agents have mastered and become experts. Remember, experts get paid. They become experts on Google Ads where they get their cost per click down to 25 cents a click and their overall lead cost to like seven or eight bucks, right? Next thing you know, you're investing $700 to get 100 leads, right? The average check, at least here in Southwest Florida, is what, eight grand? Yeah. You're going to close about three to four of those. So now you're looking at about twenty-four to 32000 bucks for an investment of 700 That is ridiculous. Yeah. But here again, agents refuse to learn it. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not rocket science. You just got to get involved. So those are the stats. Um, some other stats that I want to share with you before we get into the, the real detail of what we're dealing with when it comes to Google ads and the dominance of Google ads. And, and you know what? I'll give Facebook a shout out as well. Did you know Google ad ads and Facebook ads control 57.6% of the digital ad market and their slice of the pie is growing rapidly. Okay. It's growing rapidly. So here's the deal, everybody. Newsflash. If you do not know how to get written content, video, or your ads and your brand on the internet, it's 2018. Mm -hmm. You're going to become fundamentally irrelevant in the real estate industry. And if you don't believe me, it's already happened in other industries. Let me remind you, can anybody tell me where the local blockbuster video is? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know there's one one store left in Alaska, <laughs> right, true right. story, right? <laughs> one st- the lone survivor in Alaska. You know what? Netflix put them out of business. The taxi industry is getting clobbered day in and day out by Uber.com, right? Yep. Or Uber, the app. Um, Amazon.com is putting out a lot, of, a lot of companies out of business. So, so if you're sitting there thinking, well, ah, this, ain't gonna, this isn't going to happen to me, I'm here to tell you, keep saying that, and rookie agents that are dialing into Google ads, social media, Facebook ads, YouTube marketing, and so forth, they're going to go right by you to the top of the industry. Right. Okay? So, again, I wanted to share with you uh, those details. I got a couple more. That You want a couple more? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Keep them going. So, uh, Google owns the world's largest online display advertising. Uh, consumers exposed to display ads are, on average, 155% more likely to search for brand and segment-specific uh, terms. Um, but again, I ask you this. What part of 2 billion people plus do you not understand? you right. got to get involved. I don't want you to be a statistic, right? And at the end of the day, your buyers and sellers are hanging out, okay? It's the biggest hangout ever, and it's on Google.com, and it's on the Google search engine. So what is Google Ads? Google Ads is the world's largest and most popular pay-per-click, PPC, advertising platform, okay? And again, it's uh, synonymous with the words paid search, okay? Paid search, what is that? Paid search focuses on the targeting of keywords and mostly use, a, use of text-based advertisement. Now, again, you could do display ads, but let's talk about text-based advertisement. Advertisers using AdWords bid on these keywords, specific words, and phrases included in search queries entered by Google.com users in the hopes that their ads will be displayed alongside search results for those search queries. Each time a user clicks on the ad, 
the advertiser is charged a certain amount of money, hence the name pay-per-click. PPC bidding and bid optimization is a complex topic. We're going to go over that. And beyond the scope of, of everything, I think that the biggest thing is my goal is to point you in the right direction. Here's the deal. Don't let the conversation end at the end of this podcast. I have, I have rookie agents where I pointed them in the right direction. Take this concept. Take this idea. And they went to YouTube, watched every video, every new video over the last six months on Google Ads. They went to Google Ads, created the account, went to every tutorial. There's unbelievable tutorials available. Go to Udemy.com. You can find uh, entrepreneurs that are experts in this field and watch a video for nine bucks. Best training you could ever imagine, right? Here's the deal. Don't let the conversation end here. So what are we looking at? So when you go to Google.com, at the top of the, you type in a word, let's say uh, Naples Homes for Sale. And you hit search. Usually the top three searches have a little a little uh, icon that says add next to that. Okay. And at the bottom, you'll also see that. It all disp- uh, depends on what kind of device you're using. But that's what we're talking about. So you, so you typed in a set of keywords. And there came the search results of a marketing expert like yourself. Now, what do I call this? Okay. In my opinion... On the number one search engine in the world, when you choose to do pay-per-click and go into the path of Google ads and start paying for your advertisements on Google.com, it's sort of kind of like the Universal Studios Fast Pass. Anthony, have you ever taken your kids to like Disney or, or Universal Studios? All the time. All right. So, so obviously, you don't have a limited amount of time and you, and you want to take your child on as many rides as possible, but you know what? It's the Harry Potter weekend, right? Right, And every single ride, there's about 25 rides in every park. Every single ride has a 60-minute to 90-minute wait. And it's 89 degrees out, 95 degrees out. And you're just like, what was supposed to be fun for my child and I is now a kind of a tough experience, yeah. right? It's a challenge because you know at this pace, they're going to get worn out. They're going to be, everybody's going to be sweating. Sun's beaten down, and you might go on six rides that day. But you, knowing that time is money and experience, you're only going to probably do this once every six months. You look over and you see that for 49 bucks, you can purchase the Universal Studios Express Pass. You go over there, you give them the 49 bucks, they give you a a, a badge or some sort of a, a wristband, and now you're going to the fast line, the fast lane on everything. Right. So you're going, you're cutting to the front of the line in all essence because why? You're willing to pay Universal Studios the right to get to the front of the line. Same thing with Google Ads. See, there's a whole world of realtors, not many, not many. The only competition you have in the space is yourself. There's really not many realtors utilizing the number one lead generation source for realtors. So here's what's going to happen. You're going to go to Google.com and do the same thing. You're going to say, you know what, Google? For the keywords, Saturnia Lakes, Naples, Florida, those four words, it says that there's 66,000 websites in circulation. Now, obviously, I can go out and build a website. 
I can optimize that website using search engine optimization, SEO, and do that whole thing. And maybe eh, if I know what I'm doing and put a lot of work and a lot of effort, I can get to the number five spot someday out of the 66,000 websites with the keywords Saturnia Lakes, Naples, Florida in it. Or I can go to Google Ads, pay them 25 cents a click for those keywords. So every time somebody types in Saturnia, Lakes, Naples, Florida, you're going to display me number one. Mm -hmm. Why? Nobody else is bidding on those keywords. I got to the front of the line, just like the Universal Studios Fast Pass, because I was willing to pay 25 cents every single time you display my ad for Saturnia Lakes and somebody clicks on it. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. And I was going to tell you that uh, when you talk about the paper clicks, it reminds me of when I go on Google searches right now, just for anything. The first thing that comes up when you put in, let's just say, near store near me for whatever item I want to buy, all the first ones that come up are the ones that I pay for the fast Exactly, pass. exactly. So, and, and, and let's face it, that's all done by by design. Uh, and, and the only thing different between those business owners and, and everybody else is that they were willing to pay right. for every time somebody clicked or typed in um, typed in those words. So by the way, let's take a break here for a second and let's talk about why Google Ads is so successful. Think about this. I'm sitting in my Superman underoos. Do you do you like under Absolutely. Okay, superheroes I'm, all the superhero way. Superhero underoos, right? It's 11 o'clock at night. And I open up my laptop and I go to Google.com, the number one search engine. And from my brain to my fingertips, I type in Saturnia Lakes, Naples, and hit search. See, that's a little different than Facebook. Facebook is called fly-by-the-radar marketing. I'm sitting there minding my own business and somebody targeted me based on my demographics, my age, my job title, my income. Where do I live? Where did I recently visited? I never asked to see that ad. In Google AdWords or Google Ads, it's the opposite. Right. 100% of my brain to my fingertips, the intent is there, which in, in all honesty, I would say might be a better quality lead if yeah. you happen to capture one off of Google Ads and Google.com. Because think about it. They were searching for Saturnia right. Lakes, Naples. Right. And they were the ones that decided to, in their, you know, Superman underoos or whatever. Right. Um, it was, there was intent there. Right. And whenever you have intent, it's a much better quality lead. So I just wanted to remind the consumers that. So let's go to the next part. So we talked about the, st- the statistics. We talked about what Google Ads is. Let's talk about the tools you're going to need to start generating leads. Before you write your first ad... Okay, the number one tool you need is a lead capture system, a landing page system, a squeeze page system. They're all the same. Okay, You need a system where you can create unlimited lead capture pages that you will then use the link, the URL, to market on Google Ads. So for example, let's go to Saturnia Lakes again. If I'm going to create a, a, an ad on Saturnia Lakes, I'm going to give them all the keywords that anytime somebody types in Saturnia Lakes, Naples, whatever, I need to, th- when they click the ad, I got to send them somewhere. The biggest mistake I see agents make is they send them to the front page of their website. Mm. Wrong. Wrong. Your consumer is going to go to the front page of, let's say, DerekCarlson.com. 
you type, I typed in Saturnia Lakes. Now where do I go? You got all these other links. You got all these buttons. You got about 15 other pages. I'm lost now on DerekCarlson.com. No, you send them to a lead capture page all about Saturnia Lakes. And you make that lead capture page compelling. Now, I've tested every lead capture system available. The best lead capture system that I have ever seen to build unlimited lead capture pages is on listenstoleads.com, L2L, listens to leads. Now, mind you, you know, for any of the MVP realty agents, you know that you get the system for free. For everybody else, it's 110 bucks a month, money well spent. If you're going to do any kind of pay-per-click marketing, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Google ads, money well spent. Because you can literally create these lead capture pages on neighborhoods, new construction, whatever you want to target in a matter of minutes on listenstoleads.com. It's just an amazing platform, Anthony, and I, I encourage agents to really get involved with that platform. By the way, before we get back to Google Ads, I want to give you a couple of tips when it comes to creating your lead capture page, if, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, best practices for, for lead capture pages. Number one. Keep it simple. Don't add additional buttons. Make sure that uh, you keep it simple with clear and concise message and ensure that your message is focused on one thing. So, for example, when they go to a landing page, it should be about Saturnia Lakes and only Saturnia Lakes, and there should be a form on there that, hey, do you want my Saturnia Lakes free brochure with all the floor plans, all the price points, all the recently closed sales, Etc. Etc. Fill out the form. It should be about Saturnia Lakes. A picture of the neighborhood. One hundred percent. They should not. It shouldn't be hard. So it should match the ad. Now use formatting such as head uh, headings to grab the customer's attention. Big bold headlines and make the page easy to read. This is not the time to use small font, right? Now here's the thing: when cr- you're creating the lead capture page. Make sure that you create everything above the fold. Now, you might want to Google that. What is above the fold? Above the fold refers to the area on the page that users see without having to scroll down. Now, so, so for example, if I wanted to have a big, bold message, i got to understand that my consumers are either on an iPad, they're on a laptop, or even a mobile device. My most important message should be at the top of the fold. So they see it right when they click mm-hmm. on that ad on Google Ads. Yep. I want them to see that first, right? And then the lead generation form. You got to make sure that you have a lead capture form, a lead generation form that asks them for their name, their phone number, their email address. I always like asking for those three things. They submit their info, and then obviously you just captured the lead. Now, before we get off of the landing page and talk about the uh, some additional best practices, you got to make sure that you have a call to action. Okay, what is, a, what is a CTA? A call to action refers to asking your page visitors to do something specific. For example, have an arrow, a big red arrow that says, fill out the form on the right. Okay, now your, con- your, your call to action should also be above the fold so they don't have to scroll down to see it. Make, make sure that you use buzzwords like now or today or before it's too late. Entice them. Okay, make your landing page visually appealing. 
Now, here's the deal. I want you to use a beautiful photo. So if you're, and make sure it's a photo of what they clicked on. So for example, Saturnia Lakes has a beautiful fountain in the front with it. It says Saturnia Lakes, something that the consumer is going to feel like, okay, I, I was brought to the right place, right? And it should be very easy. Now, here's the thing. Make sure that the photo can download quickly. They shouldn't have to wait. When they click on that ad, the download time is critical. Don't use a high-definition photo that's going to take 35 minutes to download on a mobile device. Mm -hmm. During that time, the consumer is going to back out and say, that's too long. So make sure that you test your lead capture pages, you test the download time, and that way it's going to give you the best chance, the best chance to uh, to capture that lead. Does that make sense? Absolutely. All yeah. right. Go ahead, Anthony. No, I was just saying that it just seems like when it comes to having that landing page, if you're creating SaturniaLakesNaples.com and they go there, making it as simple and as clear to the consumer. Absolutely. you got to make it clear, concise. Um, I tell agents all the time, I want you to think of it as a doorway, okay? And a lot of agents are like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put links on there that they can click on. It has a little Facebook icon that when they click on it, it goes oh, to my Facebook yeah, page. And then there's a Twitter thing that goes to my Twitter account. No, oh, no. God. You want them to be stuck at the doorway. And the only way to get the information that you promised in the ad and now that you promised on the lead capture page is if they fill out the form. No form, no information. Yeah. And that's how you capture leads. And that's all the big companies like Commissions Inc. and, and Real Geeks, that's all, they're all doing it. Right. But here's the deal. You're going to cut out the middleman, and you're going to be able to create those listings to leads, lead capture pages, and do it yourself. Right. All right. So now we're going to go into the meat of Google Ads, okay? And I call it the eight steps to success on Google Ads. This is kind of like, imagine if you're dealing with a clock, Right. And around, uh, I don't know, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, we're going to go right around the wheel. Just imagine that. And we're gonna, there's nine things that you need to do when you're creating your Google Ads campaign. Number one, you need to do some keyword research. Search keywords, and there's a thing called the keyword planner. Google it, okay? There's keywords that nobody else is bidding on that are related to the real estate industry. More importantly, related to your local real estate market. Hint, write this down, new construction neighborhoods and variations of the new construction neighborhoods. So for example, I don't know what the case is, but I'm using an example. We've got a neighborhood here in Naples called Compass Landon. So Compass Landon, Naples, Compass Landon, Compass Landon, Naples FL, Compass Landon, Naples, Florida. You're going to find that many of the new construction neighborhoods or the neighborhoods in general like Naples has over 2,000 neighborhoods registered. You're going to find that most of the neighborhoods, not many realtors are even competing for them. Or if they are, it's the same eight realtors in your local marketplace. And, you know, what happened to the other 7,000, right? Yep. So there's very little competition, but you should do some keyword research. Number two, once you decide what you're going to market, what neighborhood basically, you got to create your ad. And again, Google Ads will walk you through it. They'll tell you how many characters you can have per line and so forth. Okay. We're going to talk about that in depth. Number three, your landing page development. Number four, you got to set up your account. Here's the deal. Number five, tracking and testing. Okay? In the world of Google Ads, you're going to want to test a lot. Um, because here's the thing. If you're going after a neighborhood that nobody's bidding on, you might be the pioneer. Right. 
And you might say to yourself, oh my, last <laughs> month I put 50 bucks into this because there was no competition and I generated 200 leads, 40 cents a piece. Guess what? Double down on that. Right. You, might be the, you might be the innovator, right? But if you're not testing your stuff and tracking it, how do you know? Yeah. So it's critical to test. Number six, you got to launch. Number seven, launch your campaign. Number seven, monitor your performance. Number eight, your campaign assessment. Number nine, analysis. What should I do going forward? Okay, those are the nine steps. Now let's go into this, uh, the, the, the eight steps here of a successful campaign. Number one, the ad channels. Okay, what is an ad channel? An ad channel is where you can place your ads on google.com, okay? And the what they call the Google network family of solutions, let's call it. They're called ad channels. It's where you're going to tell Google, hey, listen, I'm going to create an ad, and here's where I want my ad to be displayed. The first location that you can choose is what we call the search network. So when you're creating your ad, they're going to ask you, hey, where do you want your ad to be displayed? Do you want it in the search network? Make sure that box is checked. Why? That's google.com. The search network is google.com. So you want to check that box. So when they ask you where do you want your ad to be displayed, select search network. In fact, I'm going to teach you about some other areas where your ads are displayed. Mm-hmm. However, for all the newbies out there, I'm a firm believer that you crawl before you run. I would say select the search network only. So I'm going to go into other things, other areas that you could place your ads within the Google family. But I'm going to tell you right now, you don't have an unlimited ad budget. And I would hate to see you make a mistake and crawl before you run. Go with the search network only. That means that your ads will only be displayed on Google.com. Now, with that said, I do want you to be aware of a couple other things. Google has aligned themselves with other websites. They call that the search partners. What are other websites? Have you ever been on eBay, Anthony, like eBay.com? Yes. And you type in like, uh, I don't know, Larry Bird autographed basketball. And then up on the right-hand side, there's a little classified ads from some business owner that's trying to sell you Larry Bird autographed basketballs. Absolutely, yeah. That's part so 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 google.com aligned themselves with eBay and eBay's displaying Google Ads. Other companies that I've seen this on cnn.com, um, nbc.com, wow. uh, usatoday.com. So think about this. You can have your ad very in a very affordable manner on some of the biggest websites in the world where they have partnered themselves right. with Google Ads, okay, to display your ad. So so I'll give you an example. Let's say you were reading an article on CNN.com talking about the 25 happiest places in the world, and let's say Naples, Florida was ranked number one. In that ad that the consumer's reading, you might see an advertisement for you as a realtor selling real estate in Naples, Florida. How cool is that? Yeah. You're on CNN.com right. paying 25 cents a click <laughs> where the consumer's reading the article. They see it's got relationships with the word Naples, Florida. And next thing you know, there you have it, right? right? That's part of the search partners. But again, I'm a firm believer to crawl before you run. 
figure out the search network first and then start adding this once you become an expert. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So that's the search partners. Now, there's a thing called the display network. So we've got the search network, which is basically Google.com. We've got the search partners, which is all these other websites they've aligned themselves with, eBay.com, CNN.com. Now we've got called uh, the the display network. Now, what is the display network? It's stuff that Google already owns. So, for example, YouTube. Have you ever been watching a video? where an ad pops up and you got to wait like 18 seconds. Yep. And then maybe every now and then they're nice to you, like after four seconds, skip the ad. Right. That's Google ads. So imagine this. Imagine there's a lot of realtors in your marketplace that have ads for real estate. Imagine if you were the sly dog that right before the consumer could see their videos, uh, you put an ad up for your you selling real estate in the same marketplace. Right. Or let's say a builder had a beautiful video on a neighborhood. You can actually have your Google ad pop up before they can see that video for DR Horton, Lennar Holmes, Toll Brothers. And that's on YouTube. But here's the thing. That's not the only thing that Google owns. Have you ever heard of Gmail? Absolutely. All right. This is scandalous <laughs> what I'm about to tell you. This is like big. I see this coming. No, wow. this is like big brother, like next level big brother stuff. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the listeners right now immediately run to their computer to yeah. cancel their Gmail account. Okay. Listen, here's the deal. We already drank the juice. You chose the, the, the red pill. You're all in. Yeah. You're yeah, all in. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. I hate to tell you this, but Google reads all your Gmails. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every word. And then if you look up to the right-hand corner, you see ads. So I'll give an example. Let's say I received an email this morning that says, Hey, Derek, it's such and such title company, and your closing is scheduled for this Friday. Great. Well, find a, kind of find it a, a little interesting that in the right-hand corner, you start seeing ads for title companies. Yep. See, Google took the keywords in that Gmail email and they said, wait a minute, this email is about closings, title companies. So what we're going to do is we're going to take local title companies and put them in the right-hand side. Uh, same thing with financing. You might get an email about financing. Look up, Next time you're on Gmail, look to the top right corner. You'll see uh, loans for Quickens and, and Rocket Mortgage yeah. and all these other things. Um, uh, another wild example, just so you can understand, I get a ticket from my buddy. Hey, Derek, I cannot wait for the Red Sox game on July, on August 26th in yep. Tampa. There it is up in the right hand corner, StubHub trying to sell me Red Sox tickets, right? So it's, it's part of the display network. What else does Google own? Google calendar. If you type in, I'm going to the Red Sox game on August 26th. Guess what? You might see a classified ad trying to sell you Red Sox tickets and Google Calendar. They own Google Docs. They own Picasso Photos. They own Google Maps. So if I type in local pizza place, a smart pizza company based on the geo area, based on the GPS location of my mobile device, Domino's would be pretty smart to run a Google Ads campaign for when somebody types in closest pizza. Does that make sense? Absolutely. All right. So you can see where this all is all going. It's absolutely amazing. So those are the three different things you want to be aware of. 
You've got the search network, you've got the display network, and then you've got the partner network, which is that eBay.com and so forth. Now, that was number one. First, where do you want your ad to be displayed? You have three choices. Again, crawl before you run. Select the search network. The second thing we need to go over, managing your campaign, okay? This is creating your campaign and your ad groups. Now, what is the campaign? Campaign is the settings on which parts of the Google network it belongs to. So you're going to tell them when you're creating the ad, where do you want it to be displayed? You're going to set up your daily budget. Google on this one ad, I want to set up a daily budget of $3 a day. And I'm going to pay 25 cents a click. Once I get that many clicks and my $3 runs out, shut it down for the day. You are 100% in control of your budget. You should never wake up one day and look and say, wait a minute, I just spent a thousand bucks. You control your budget on Google ads 100%. You're going to determine the language in which your ad is displayed. See, Anthony, I don't speak uh, German. I don't speak Russian. But Google knows everybody in Southwest Florida that has toggled or changed their Google.com experience where it's all converted to Russian. Ooh. Somebody's visiting from from Russia. Right. They don't. Uh, uh, English is a second language, so when they're over here at the hotels on vacation over here, they change it to Russian. Yep. Same with German. Same with Spanish. And I'm going to tell you right now, one of the things that a lot of our realtors that speak Spanish are doing is they're creating ads and they're saying, you know what? Give me everybody in Fort Myers that speaks Spanish. And they're creating the ad in Spanish. Now, I'm not a rocket scientist, but I will tell you, if I spoke Spanish, my Google.com search was all in Spanish, and I saw an ad for Saturnia Lakes in Spanish, and I clicked on it, and the realtor was fluent in Spanish, okay? I'm going to call that realtor. Why? Their entire system is created in my natural language, my first language, which means that I'm going to have a better experience, okay, overall. A lot of the realtors are not doing this. And I'm going to tell you, if you speak another language, start creating your ads in those other languages. If anything, it just shows them a huge amount of respect to trying to really help a buyer or a seller achieve their objective. Um, You can also, when you're creating the campaign, You can determine where you want your ad to be displayed, what location. We're going to talk about that. You can determine whether you want your ad to be displayed on just mobile devices. Really? Okay. Yeah, or laptops or whatever, right? You're going to set up your keywords when you're in the campaign, okay, and a lot of other things. So first things first, what is a campaign and what is an ad group? This is the best example that I can give you. So your campaign... And I'll give you, we're going to go through an example here. They're going to ask you, what would you like to name your campaign? My campaign is, I, let's say I own a concert venue, okay? The BBT Center over in, uh, over in Sunrise, Florida. Let's say I own that, right? Okay. Yep. And let's say I want to create a campaign for that venue called the Summer Concert Series. Well, my campaign name is called the Summer Concert Series, okay? And then under that, so you got that at the top, right directly below that, there's going to be two boxes. The one on the left is called the ad group, number one. 
jazz music. The one on the right is called ad group number two, country music. See, they're all they're both part of the summer concert series, but here's the deal. They're both going to have wildly different ad copy and keywords. People that are searching for jazz are searching for jazz. Right. They're not, even though they're both part of the summer concert series, they're going to have two wildly different ad groups created for it. Okay. So let's talk about the ad group called jazz. Below that, you're going to have two boxes. One box is going to be all the keywords related to the to the jazz concert, right. which would be jazz events, jazz concerts, local jazz concerts. Those would be the keywords. The ad copy would detail specifically the jazz cop, uh, concert. That's one ad. That's one ad group under the campaign called Summer Concert Series. On the right-hand side, we have country, a, the, the second ad group that we talked about. The keywords for country would be country events, country concerts, local country concerts. Uh, the ad copy would all be about country music for the summer concert series coming up. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So uh, how many can, how many ad groups can you add on the campaign? Um, here's the problem, okay? L- let's relate this to real estate now. Sure. Let's say I had a uh, let's say I had an ad, uh, a campaign called Naples Neighborhoods. Okay? You can have an ad group called Saturny Lakes. You can have another ad group called Compass Landon. Right. You can have another ad group called Pelican Marsh. You can have another ad group uh, called uh, uh, Pelican Bay, yeah. right? You can do it that way, okay? You can do it that way and create ad groups right across the board for, for, for numerous, numerous neighborhoods. What I like to do, because I like to create uh, and control my budget at more of a finite level. Okay. I like to create every neighborhood as its own campaign. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. So I put the neighborhood at the top and then I drop it down and create ad groups for that specific neighborhood, like Saturnia Lakes. I get it. Okay. I get it. Um, There's a, you know, again, do what you want to do with that. Research it. Yeah. Um, There's two different ways to handle that. You can have one mothership called Naples Neighborhoods and have all the different ad groups. Right. Or you can create one campaign for every neighborhood. Okay. Okay. Test it the way I I like doing that because I like shutting down campaigns that don't work. Right. No, that makes sense. Right. So what happens is, is if I have a campaign called Naples Real Estate, I'm going to have to then drill into every ad group and shut those down independently. Right. Versus just saying, you know what? I'm done with Compass Landon. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Showing the campaign is better. Right. Exactly. Now, so that's number two. Okay. You got to create your campaign. Number three. This is the juice. This is the this is the magic. Keyword targeting. Okay? It's the search results your ad may appear. Keywords. Okay? Now, there's five tips for choosing the right keyword in, in Google Ads. Number one, you've got to think like your customer. What does that mean? Okay? You, for example, if there's words that that, that are, are I'll give an example. Bungalow. Okay. The word bungalow is not popular in Naples, Florida. Right? Nobody's searching for Naples bungalow. However, you go to Tampa, the word bungalow is a very, very popular term, especially in the Hyde Park area of South Tampa. Okay? Tampa bungalow. 
okay? So you got to think like your customer. You got to think like the way they search. How are, are they putting in words like search Saturnia Lakes and then they're hitting search on Google? You got to kind of think like how you would search if you were looking for real estate information about these neighborhoods. Number two, organized by theme, organized by neighborhoods. Number three, be specific, okay? Don't be all over the place when you're creating your ads. Don't be generic, okay? Possibly use negative keywords. What is a negative keyword? We're going yeah. to talk about that. Okay. And then definitely use the keyword planner. If you Google, go to google.com right now and type in Google Ads keyword planner, there's an area that you can test and type in keywords to tell you how many visitors every month go to google.com to search okay. those keywords. And your goal is to find keywords related to your local real estate market that nobody's bidding on, that there is no competition. Because then you won't be paying a buck a click, two bucks a click, five bucks a click. You'll be paying 25 cents a click. Right. Your money's going to go a lot further. Now, this is going to be very hard to kind of explain, but I'm going to go over this, okay? Um, it's more visual of what I'm going through, right? I'm going to show you right now and, and talk about. I want you to go Google, go to Google.com and type in Google Ads keyword modifiers, and look at a picture of what I'm talking about here. Go to google.com, go to google.com images and type in keyword modifiers for Google ads. Okay, and the reason being is there's five different keyword modifiers. So what's going to happen? Let me explain this. Is you're going to go to Google ads when you're creating your ad campaign and they're going to say, tell us what keywords you'd like to go after. Okay. Uh, Saturnia Lakes, Saturnia Lakes, Naples, Saturnia Lakes, Naples, FL, Saturnia Lakes, Naples, Florida, Saturnia Lakes, Homes, Saturnia Lakes, Homes for Sale, Saturnia Lakes, Real Estate, Saturnia Lakes, Property, Saturnia Lakes, Realtor, Saturnia Lakes, Single Family Homes, Saturnia Lakes, New Construction, Saturnia Lakes, Realtor, Saturnia Lakes, Pool Homes, Saturnia Lakes, Two Bedroom Homes. Saturnia Lakes foreclosures, Saturnia Lakes short sales. Literally, you can come up with a bunch of combinations of Saturnia Lakes and something else. Mm. So you're telling Google Ads, listen, I'm going to create an ad for Saturnia Lakes. And anytime somebody types in any of these keywords, show my ad. Okay? But Google has what's called keyword modifiers, where if you take and put symbols in front of those words like the plus sign okay. or the negative sign or the minus sign, or you put them in quotes or brackets, different results will happen for those keywords. So let's start off. There's one called a broad match. A broad match means I typed in the word Saturnia Lakes and told them that was the keyword I wanted to, to display my ad, yeah. but I didn't put any symbols. Okay? What happens? Well, with a broad match... The ad may show on searches that includes any misspellings, synonyms for that, any related searches, or any relevant variations. Let me give you an example. Let's say I, was, I had a hat business, right? And I was selling women's hats. And the word that I told Google Ads to go after was women's hats. I want my ad to display every time somebody with their fingertips types in women's hats. Well, Google's also going to show my, my ad when somebody typed in, buy ladies' hats. 
See that? Yes. I didn't put any symbols in front of the word women's or hats. So when, when somebody typed in buy ladies hats, which is a variation of what I told them to do, my ad still came up. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, there's a thing called a broad match modifier. It's where you take the plus sign, okay? And you put plus in front of women's, and you put the plus sign in front of hats. What happens? Your ad will display when it contains the modified term or close variations, but no synonyms. So, for example, the person with their fingertips, the consumer, on Google.com typed in hats for women. See, the word hats and the word women was in there, mm-hmm. and it displayed. But if it, it wouldn't have displayed if there was ladies, ladies um, hats in there. Right. Does that make sense? Right. So okay. No synonyms. No synonyms. Okay. Phrase match. Quotes. It's when you take the whole phrase women's hats and you put them in quotes when a consumer types in something on google.com they have to type it in exactly what you put in quotes so for example i'm the consumer i'm on google.com i typed in buy women's hats does that make sense yeah absolutely so for example in quotes saturnia lakes so somebody could type in search saturnia lakes saturnia lakes homes Saturnia Lakes Homes for Sale. They could type anything Saturnia Lakes. As long as you put that in quotes, they, Google will show your ad for everything wow. related to Saturnia Lakes, whatever the consumer puts. Okay. Here's one that I like for beginners. Exact match. It's when you take the keyword, women's hats, and you put it in brackets. Bracket, women's, hats, End bracket. So they're in brackets. Okay? That means that the only time your ad will come up is when somebody typed it in exactly. There is no mistakes that can happen, and it has to be exact. So the reason why I like that is that a lot of the newbie agents out there are going to do what I said. They're going to go after keywords, Saturnia Lakes, Saturnia Lakes, Naples, brackets, Saturnia Lakes, Naples, FL, brackets. My concern would be is, let's say the word Pelican Bay, okay? There's a neighborhood called Pelican Bay in Naples. There's also a prison called Pelican Bay in California. If you just used a broad match, Pelican Bay, you might get searches for the prison in California, and people are clicking on your ad, charging you money. Right. So what I would do in that particular example is I would go Pelican Bay, Naples, and put it in brackets. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. And then finally, negative words. Negative words is when you don't want your ad to come up when people type in a word. So, for example, let's say I, 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 I sell uh, strictly men's baseball caps, okay? And I don't sell women's hats at all for whatever reason. Well, I could take the negative sign and put it in front of the word women. And if anybody were to type in women's hats, my ad will not come up. Okay? They would have to type in baseball hats, cowboy hats, right? NBA hats. Everything but that key word 
for whatever sense and purposes. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. That's a wild example that I told you. because excluding Yeah, that, yeah, that you're excluding keyword. that keyword. Yeah. So if anybody types that in. So, for example, you know, maybe you don't want to go with Pelican Bay, California. So if somebody types in Pelican Bay, California, right. or I'm sure that there's another compass land in the United States, sure. you might want to take that word plus that city and put a negative sign in front of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's talking about keywords. And again, so what's going to happen when you're adding these keywords is you're going to determine which one of the modifiers you want to use, okay? And then you're going to type in, there's a little word pad right in Google Ads, and then you type in the keyword, hit enter, and it goes to the next line. Um, here's the deal. You can't add too many. Um, add 25 keywords per neighborhood if you want. And again, I'll give you that example. In brackets, Saturnia Lakes, Saturnia Lakes Homes, Saturnia Lakes Naples Homes, Saturnia Lakes Naples, Saturnia Lakes Naples FL, Saturnia Lakes Naples Florida, Saturnia Lakes Real Estate, Saturnia Lakes Property, Saturnia Lakes uh, Homes for Sale. Search Saturnia Lakes, Saturnia Lakes Home Search, Saturnia Lakes Amenities. Where is Saturnia Lakes located? Saturnia Lakes Floor Plans, Saturnia Lakes Foreclosures. Wow. You're coming up with a list that's associated with that neighborhood. And by the way, hint, hint, wink, wink. This is probably the biggest tip that I'm going to give you because I see it's the biggest mistake that agents make. Do not go after what we call short tail keywords. You might have a, a when you start out on Google Ads, you might want to go after what I call short-term keywords where you go after the keyword Florida real estate. Do you know how many realtors in the state of Florida are bidding on that keyword? You're not going to pay 25 cents yeah, a click. Right. You might pay nine bucks a click just to get that. You could, you're probably going to compete with every top builder out there or Florida new construction. Nine bucks a click, right? Yeah. That's what we call a short-term keyword. And I'm going to argue, you might not even want those leads because here's the deal. You're sitting in Naples, Florida, and somebody somebody typed in Florida real estate and you have to pay nine bucks a click. Yeah. And then they're calling you saying, hey, can you tell me the difference between Tallahassee and Naples. And can I get a condo on the beach in Naples, Florida for $88,000? The reason why you got that lead is because they typed in Florida real estate. What I want to do is I want to go after long tail keywords. Now you might say, well, Derek, what about Naples real estate? Make that the keyword that I go after or Naples homes. Yeah, it's a little bit more specific, but what I find is I'll give you an example. The words Naples Real Estate and the word Naples Homes is over $9 a click. That means if you have a $100 bill to spend, okay, you're going to get about 11 clicks. Or you do it my way, you go after keywords that nobody's bidding on. Saturnia Lakes, Compass Landon, Della Sol, Naples, Florida. You go after keywords nobody's bidding on, where you're paying 25 cents a click. Now your marketing dollars just got stretched out that you're getting four clicks for a buck, right? And you're getting 400 clicks for the same hundred dollars. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, so y- your marketing dollars are being stretched, which is giving you more opportunities to get the lead. But more importantly, think about this. Right. If you captured a lead for somebody that typed in Saturnia Lakes, isn't that a better lead? Right. They kind of already know what they're looking for. Right. It's, exact, it's the combination of making it cheaper but then having an exact customer reaching out to you because you know when they typed in those keywords, they were looking for the specific product you have in place. Absolutely. Absolutely. So keywords is the foundation of the ad. Now, 
We touched on this briefly. There's two things that, that, number four, there's two things I want you to look out for. Language and location. The first thing you want to do is, is, is what language do you want your ad in? It's automatically defaulted to English. But let me go over the languages that you could choose. Arabic, uh, Chinese, Croatian, Czech, Danish, Dutch, uh, Finnish, wow. Filipino, French, Greek, German. These are all uh, Russian, Portuguese, Thai, Turkish, <laughs> Spanish, Swedish, Korean, Japanese, Italian. These are all the ads that uh, uh, you could, languages that you could choose, okay? Now, location. If keywords were the foundation of Google ads, location is the moneymaker, okay? When you're creating your ad, you control exactly where you want your ad to be displayed. You can say, hey, I want my ad to be displayed to everybody in the United States. I want my ad to be displayed to everybody in the United States and Canada. No, I want my ad to be displayed to everybody in Massachusetts. No, I want my ad to be displayed to everybody in Florida. And so what happens is they base their search results based on the IP address okay. or location of where that person's searching from. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. You can then even narrow it down even more. You know what? I want my ads to be displayed only in this city. Boston, Naples, Tampa. Wow. Or the zip codes. That's... Oh, wait. Check this out, Anthony. Or everybody that lives on the street or in this neighborhood where you actually okay. drop the pin on Saturnia Lakes. Right. Talk about farming a neighborhood. You can literally set an ad, set it and forget it, offering a free CMA report, and drop the pin right on Saturnia Lakes. Now, every time somebody goes in and types in Saturnia Lakes and they live in the neighborhood, you come up number one. When you come up number one, they assume you're the top dog, the top agent, right? Mm -hmm. Pretty powerful. Now, so you, you can exclude locations. Now, here's the thing. Let's, let's reverse engineer this because everybody asks me, what's the best? Should I do everybody in the United States? No, because here's the deal. I, I, I'm a statistics guy. I, I, let's say I'm trying to advertise for Naples, Florida, and in no do disrespect at all. How many people from Alaska and California are moving to Naples? Not many. How many from Arizona are moving to Naples? Not many. What about South Dakota? Not many. So what I want you to do is I want you to narrow your search. You know the feeder states for your area. You know in Naples, Florida, most of the people that are moving into Naples are coming from Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Ohio, Illinois, New York, Pennsylvania. That's pretty much it for the most part, okay? You also know Toronto is a huge area that's bringing people from that part of Canada into Naples, Florida. Focus on the stats that's going to give you the best ROI. You don't need some kid in Alaska clicking on your ad, paying for that ad. Narrow it down. Now, you might ask me also, Derek, what about, what about advertising to people that are in Naples, Florida? I'm glad you asked that question, Anthony. <laughs> See, here's what's cool about this. What do you think the difference is if you target people in, let's say, you have an ad and you target them in Massachusetts, and then you run a totally different ad and you say, I'm going to target everybody that's in Naples for Saturnia Lakes. What's the difference between both those ads? 
I'm going to get a higher return than the one locally. Not necessarily. Okay. Really? And let me explain why. I'm going to tell you the difference between the two. If you target everybody in Massachusetts, your incubation period of nurturing that lead is much longer. That's true. That person's got to get on a plane. Right. They got to get a car rental. Yep. They got to, you got to goof around with them for months before they get on the plane. <laughs> so that's an ad that you could run no matter what. Some of our greatest successes running that ad in Massachusetts as an example. Or you can say, hey, I want my ad to run locally to everybody that lives in Naples and only Naples. And when the lead comes in, there's no hotel. There's no airline tickets. In fact, you might be showing property that afternoon. But here's the thing I want you to remember. Let's face it. If they already live in Naples, you can't go five feet without bumping into a realtor in this That's town. That's true. Yeah, right. Okay? So you, if you're going to go and run ads locally to your marketplace, use a buyer broker agreement. All the time, every time, because more than likely they got five other friends that are realtors. Yeah, and you're going to do all this work, right? Now here's the deal: it's cool because you're run, you're you're meeting them local. The incubation period's much less. But here's the thing: you know what I love about those those leads that come from Massachusetts? Fresh blood. That's true. <laughs> they got they don't have a realtor they're working with. You might be the first person and the last. That they ever contact, right. Right? right? Because you're working with them, you're following up. Right. They love you. They know they don't know any other realtors in town, right? Yeah. And and with them, I would still get a buyer that's broker. True. Agreement. That's the first date, first and last date. Exactly. So 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 choosing the location is critical um, when it comes to creating your ads. Now, ad format. I want you to think like the old classified sections in the newspaper, right? You go to the local classified section. They get a bunch of real estate ads. Yep. That's what this kind of looks like now. When you're creating your ad, there's a couple things that you have to look out for. The first one's called the headline. The headline's the first thing. So if, so if somebody, a consumer typed in Suttonia Lakes, Naples, boom, you come up number one. The headline should be, be exactly what they typed in. Suttonia Lakes, Naples, Florida, or Naples FL. Now, here's the deal. When you're creating your headline, it should be concise. It should be keyword rich. To match all your keywords, it should be the first thing the consumer sees. But they usually only give you about 25 characters to be able to get your keyword written. So you're going to have to play around with that. So, for example, how many how many letters are in the words Saturnia, Lakes, Naples, FL? You might not be able to write out all Florida with that, okay? Then the next thing, your display URL. Your display URL is going to be your lead capture page, okay? Line one. They're going to give you about 35 to 40 characters. I think it's 40 now characters to write line one. This is where you're going to list the best features and benefits of why somebody should click on the ad line two. They're going to give you 40 characters. So you're going to be able to write two lines. So I'll give you an example. The headline's going to read Saturnia Lakes Naples FL. That's what the consumer typed in. That's my keywords. The description or line one and two are going to read something like this. Search Saturnia Lakes Homes, comma, picks, comma, virtual tours, and floor plans. Ask me about neighborhood incentives or builder incentives or whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. It has to be eye-catching. Why did the consumer consumer type in Saturnia Lakes Naples? They want information about Saturnia Lakes Naples, and then you're going to bring them over to the lead capture page. Mm -hmm. But that ad has to be written in detail all about Saturnia Lakes. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. 
The last thing, and I want you to Google this because I love it. You can add what's called extensions to make your ad really stand out. What are extensions? Extensions or ad extensions are additional calls to actions right on the ad that makes the consumer take action. So for example, you can add an extension that says, call me, where you add an extension and in the ad itself, before they even hit the lead capture page, there could be a call button. So when they're on their mobile device typing in Saturnia Lakes and your ad comes up because you added the call, click to call extension, they can literally take their mobile device and hit call and now they're calling you live. Wow. Talk about the best lead known to man. (laughs) They're actually calling you. Another ad extension is where you can have links. So, for example, you have the main link that goes to the lead capture page. But let's say you lived in uh, or you were promoting a neighborhood like, like uh, that has uh, different things. So, for example, some neighborhoods have condominiums and some neighborhoods have single-family homes. Wouldn't it be nice to create a link or two links so the ad pops up, you've added link extensions, one called yep. condominiums and one called single-family homes. The consumer knows if they want to live in a condo or a single-family home. Mm-hmm. So instead of taking them to your main lead capture page, you're now taking them to a very specific lead capture page that they chose once they saw your ad. They went to the condos. So now, instead of seeing a generic ad, right. they're seeing one specific to them on condos. Yep. Your conversion rate's going to be much higher. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. So those are called site extensions. Now, number seven, quality score. I'm going to tell you something that's shocking right now to anybody that's listening. There's one thing that Google cares about before they care about your money and how much money they can make off of you. Do you know what it is? Getting your information. No. (laughs) User experience. Okay. Okay. They don't want your 20 bucks. So for any agent out there that's going to be like, well, I'm not going to waste a hundred bucks on, on trying Google ads. Trust me when I say they don't want your hundred dollars. They want you to be successful. So you become a top agent to pour money into the machine. So you're not spending a hundred bucks never to go back again right. because you didn't get success. They want you they they want sense. you dumping money into the yep. into the happy machine over and over right, again. Right. But I'm gonna tell you, they also don't want Yahoo to beat them one day and bang. They care about the consumer experience. So I'll give you an example. You and I could be running the same ad for Saturnia Lakes. Mm-hmm. Okay, same exact ad. But you don't know how to write keywords for Saturnia Lakes. You don't. You, your ad looks horrible. It doesn't even say in the headline Saturnia Lakes. Mm-hmm. In fact, you go to your lead capture page, there's not even a picture of Saturnia Lakes. It doesn't even say it once on the lead capture page, even though you're trying to target Saturnia Lakes buyers. Then you go to my ad. In my ad copy, it says Saturnia Lakes everywhere. In my keywords that I selected, it said Saturnia Lakes Naples, Saturnia Lakes Homes, Saturnia Lakes Homes for Sale. And then when you go to my landing page, my lead capture page, you know you're at a Saturnia Lakes page. Right, okay. Google's going to say to me, Derek, 25 cents a click for you, my friend. For Anthony... Five bucks a click, <laughs> right? They, right? They're going to make you go broke unless you change your ways. Yeah. Why? They're afraid of you 
spoiling the consumer experience. They're afraid that you, not knowing how to create the ad, your consumers are going to get frustrated and they're going to be like, you know what, I'm going to Yahoo I'm going to Bing.com. Google doesn't even, they're not even in touch with giving a good user experience anymore. Every time I type in the word tennis balls, an ad for basketballs comes up. Yeah. That shouldn't be happening. Yeah. So they're going to they're gonna allow you to play in this world, but they're going to penalize you. It's called a quality score. And the better quality score you have, wow. the cheaper you're going to pay the, the house. Wow. Okay? So, for example, here's a very trick, simple solution when it comes to getting a good quality score first of all quality score consists of several things your ad copy relevance keyword relevancy landing page relevance basically if you're trying to go after selling tom brady jerseys does your ad say tom brady in it yes it does good we like you do your keywords that you chose to, to tell us that you wanted your ad displayed, does it have Tom Brady all over those keywords? Yes. Good. We like that. Finally, when we go to your landing page, do you got a picture of Tom Brady with that jersey? Or is it of Peyton Manning? Oh, wait a minute. The landing page has Tom Brady on it? That's three goods. We're going to give you a good quality score. Mm. Okay. Now, there is one more thing that they look for. It's called the, now the, how do they prove that? Okay. First of all, Google knows what you're putting in for the keywords. They know what you're putting in for your description and your ad copy, and they know what your landing page reads. Okay. They've got software that, that, that goes through all those three in a matter of a half second. Mm -hmm. Okay. But they also know what you should be getting. See, this isn't their first rodeo. They know a thing called the click through ratio. And so, for example, they know what other realtors have achieved for success with the keywords for Saturnia Lakes and the ad copy for Saturnia Lakes. And they know, and what is a click-through ratio? A click-through ratio equals your clicks divided by how many impressions that they, so how many times they showed your ad. Okay. Okay. So I'll give you an example. If, let's say you went after the, uh, you had an ad for Saturnia Lakes. And they showed your ad a um, hundred times, and you got ten clicks. People they showed it on Google.com a hundred times, and ten people clicked it. Okay, ten divided by a hundred is ten. Ten percent. Yep. Ten. Your click-through ratio would be ten percent. Okay. Okay. However, if they showed your ad a hundred times. And you only got one lonesome person to click on it? Ooh, 1%. They don't like that. Okay? They, they, they're going to really look at it and say, what the hell is wrong with his ad? Okay. Why are people... Uh, we've done this ad before for other people. Why is it the keywords don't match the heading? Is it the lead... What is wrong yeah. with this ad? And they're going to they're gonna give you... Uh, they're going to look at you and they're going to say, you know what? He might not know what he's doing. Okay? Now, everybody asks me, what is a good baseline click-through ratio that you can expect to where Google likes you. Okay, I see. Okay. 8% is okay. good. 8%. If you can get your ads up to some of what our, some of our agents have gotten to, 14, 15. We've got an agent that's at 16%. Amazing. Percent. That's that is rock star status. Okay? Double the standard. Exactly. 
So, so, but if you get like 1% or 2%, yeah. you got to work on that. Maybe you got to add some more keywords. Maybe you got to write a little bit better ad copy. Maybe your landing page isn't loading fast enough where the consumers are clicking on it, mm-hmm. but because your pictures are so big, it's taking forever to download and they're right. backing out and going and searching. Yep. They're not taking any action, right? Yeah. So click-through ratio is huge. Now, last one, number eight. This is what I love. It's called remarketing. What is remarketing? Okay. Remarketing is where you can take a thing called pixels and put it on your lead capture page. Okay. So step number one, Google's going to provide you HTML code that you can place on your lead capture page. Nobody sees it. It's hidden. Okay. Anytime a consumer clicks on the ad and goes to your lead capture page, cookies are placed on that consumer's computer. So let's say the consumer never filled out the lead capture page. Okay. Hmm. Now, because they placed the cookies, the pixels that were HTML code, and they did a thing called remarketing, you're going to politely stalk that consumer wherever they go online. Oh, so wow. that consumer is going to go to ESPN.com to check out the recent box scores. Right. And there's going to be a banner ad of you at the top of ESPN.com. Wow. They're going to go over to CNN or Fox <laughs> News, and there you are again. So now I know. Pixels. It's called Pixels. It's called remarketing. <laughs> Do me a favor. Google that. Google the word remarketing for Google Ads. Go to YouTube and watch a video on this because this is the next generation of advertising. Because here's the deal. The consumers might have went to your lead capture page and your message just wasn't strong enough. They clicked. You had a chance. You had that fish on the pole. Right. right? And the fish is like, ha-ha, I am not biting today. (laughs) Guess what, though? If you politely stalk them for the next 30 days and they happen to click on that ad, that banner ad mm-hmm. on CNN.com, on eBay, on ESPN.com, and they come back to another lead capture page, yes, you will have to pay per click again, but now you got them back to you. That's now amazing. you have another shot right. at getting them to fill out that form. Right. Maybe, maybe you send them to a different lead capture page that offers the second go around. Maybe a $2,500 credit towards closing costs. Right. Maybe something to entice a little bit more from the original lead capture page. Right. Pixels remarketing. It's uh, the next generation of real estate advertising. So, Anthony, I just went through the eight steps of success. Let let, let me break this down, too. Benchmarks. Okay? I talked about the the, uh, click-through ratio benchmark of 8%. I want to also talk about what you should expect your cost per click should be. Studies have been done. Uh, one of the study uh, studies that I recently read was on a company called WordStream, and they they take all the industries. So, for example, they take the the dating services, they take the automobile industry, finance and insurance, and one of the industries that they study is real estate. The average cost per click in real estate is a dollar eighty one a click, okay, a visitor a click. So, so let's break that down math-wise, okay? Because this is the exciting part. This is what we call the science of real science, estate, yeah. the science, okay? A thousand clicks through Google ads. Now, remember, this could be not on just one ad, but you have all these, these ads running. Right. And you get a thousand clicks. A thousand clicks times $1.81 a click is $1,810. That's your cost to get a thousand clicks. 
Well, there's a, a ratio of click to conversion, which is how many visitors actually filled out the form. Because obviously, you're not going to have a thousand people fill out the form. Yep. A good success rate, according to Zillow, Trulia, myself after studying over 50,000 leads in my career, a good success rate of a visitor on your lead capture page from that visitor to the people that actually fill out the damn form, which means a lead, is 8%. So, a thousand clicks or a thousand visitors times 8% is 80 leads. Now, you have 80 leads. If you convert, if you follow up 7 to 12 times, you should get about a 4% conversion rate, which means if you are relentless in your follow-up, you will close about 3.2 deals out of the 80, okay? Well, let's round it down to three closings. In the Naples, Florida market, three closings, uh, the average deal is about a $300,000 deal, so 9000 bucks in commission equals $27,000 in commission for your $1,810 investment. But here's the thing, Anthony. Most of our agents, because they study this, they master this after I point them in the right direction, they're not paying a dollar and 81 cents. They're paying 25 cents a click. Unbelievable. So they're paying $250, not $1,810, for the same thousand clicks to make 27,000 bucks. This is Pablo Escobar money. The return on investment is sick, but here's the deal. It's going to take a lot more than me pointing you in the right direction. You're going to have to continue the conversation. And I'm going to tell you, if you are committed, I'm not saying dabble. I'm not saying that you're just going to take a glance at Google ads. If you are committed, willing to break the system and spend every waking hour over the next week on learning this, you can make as much money as you want because there is no competition. Right now, I challenge you, how many of you are actually generating 100 leads or more a month? Three people just raised their hand. That's the problem with our industry. Three people just raised their hand out of everybody that's listening right now. Three. Okay? If you want to make the money, it's time for you to step up for your family and realize that the resources are there. This is not rocket science. Hell, if you wanted to call Google Ads themselves, their service department, and spend three hours on the phone with them, right? They will spend four hours on the phone with you because they want you to be successful. And here's the deal. Take down some of these websites. Number one, go to google.com and type in Google Ads and go to the main Google Ads webpage. There are so many resources there. Here's another one support.google.com backslash adwords here's another one adwords.google.com backslash keyword planner here's another one keywordspy.com it's where you actually spy on the competition already doing google ads they tell you the keywords your competitions are going for it's talk about cheating off the smartest kid in class (laughs) right and then finally your greatest resource your greatest resource youtube I'm telling you right now, if you want to learn this, please, I'm begging you, go to Google, go to YouTube.com and type in Google Ads 2018 search. Google Ads 2018 real estate. You will find a numerous amount of videos that will take you to the next level. I promise you Google.com is not going away, Anthony. It's just, uh, listen, I ask that question all the time. 
How many of you are currently generating 100 leads a month in front of a classroom of 50, 75, 100 people? Yeah. And it's usually about three agents. There is no competition. The only competition is the agents out there not doing it. And this is how you are going to break through. Okay? Because doing nothing's not an option. Again, you could buy leads, join a team, or do it yourself. And I encourage you, getting 1,000 clicks for $250 to make 27 grand. There's your seed money for the rest of the year. There's your Google ad money. You cannot, You won't sell just three houses. Anthony, I have agents right now that will sell 50, 60, 70 homes a year off of this. Yeah. And their ad cost is a hell of a lot less than agents that are running around with their heads cut off, not knowing what to do. I don't know. I don't know where this, this is. So this is the best one you've done yet. Because you basically showing me here all this information that you should be selling people and you're giving it away for free. 250 bucks in this area to make $27,000 with the agents out there. That's a science, Anthony. Nobody, nobody science. breaks down the science. Let's say that you're even half of that. Let's say you don't close three homes. You close one. Right. 250 bucks to make nine grand. Right. And you, by the way, you're not even on par with the other group, but you still had success. Let's say you spent... For four months to get one deal that closed, a thousand to make nine grand. Right, the insane. math works all the way around. Exactly. Right? But here's the thing I can't force any of you, any of you, to go study this. You know what's crazy is you have doctors that are out there going to school for 12 years, yep. right? 12 years to make about 150 grand a year. Where I have top agents that learn this after a week. Yep. A week, rookie agents learning this after a week because they were committed. Okay, they didn't dabble in it; they learned it, and then they took action. That's it. You know, with that said, Derek, this is an epic rundown here on Google Ads. So I thank you so much. I'm speechless, and I will just take this and replay it if I was you out there. <laughs> this is information about. I'm fired up, Anthony. I know, man. This is great. Lead Generation Lab Podcast. Thank you for listening. Let's go. Wow. Mm.